And the number 700 is Chibai. But if you say Chibai, it is the vulgar way of saying your p in Taiwanese. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Primary Care. I'm your host, Dr. Hendricks. <laughs> This episode of Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Health. More than just an ED treatment. Good morning. Morning. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. I'm Dr. Tyler Hendricks. I'm Adam Mathias. I'm, um, was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, raised in Idaho, jumped to Portland, Oregon, where I went to school yeah. and got a job over in Raleigh, North Carolina doing cancer research. Wow. Yeah. Which was amazing. Gentleman who started the company, one of the co-founders, he's Taiwanese and he came up to me and he's like, man, you should come and work with me and my family in Taiwan. Wow. So I jumped across the sea and I told myself I'd be there for two or three to try sure. it. And I stayed for seven. With your time in Asia, what was some of the most memorable things that you kind of walk away with? I had the most rambunctious experiences dating. Mm. That was really interesting. Dating was one. Language was another one where it's like, you got to swallow your pride and you got to jump in. Yeah. One of the most embarrassing moments that I've really ever had as a, as a human <laughs> was <laughs> like, I had been in Taiwan for two weeks. When I moved there, I'd never been to Asia. I didn't know language. I literally got off the plane with my clothes and I had my mentor, yeah. uh, Shi Fong, who's, cool. you know, 68 years old. We're not going out to clubs. He's not helping me, <laughs> right. you know, mingle. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Right. So I was studying and I was like, dude, I'm going to go down to the market. I'm going to get us the, I'm going to get us the groceries. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, I've been studying. This is, right. I got this. So such a sweet dude. He like writes down what to get. He writes it in English. He writes the Chinese and wow. then he writes it in pinyin, which is kind of like English letters and it's phonetically spelled so that you can actually pronounce it right. That's incredible. So it was, and he just did this for the whole list. So I'm like going there and I'm like learning all these, you know, vegetables and bouts and like yeah. these dumplings and like all this other so kind of cool. stuff. And like, so I get all the shit and I'm walking up to pay and I pull out my money and I look at this poor old lady <laughs> and I'm like, Jibai, <laughs> which the number 700, she's like, Liu Bai Bashi Chi, you know, and I'm like, okay, 687. And I'm like, okay. And I pull out 700, uh -huh. and the number 700 is Chi Bai. But if you say Chi Bai, you're saying the number 700, excuse my language, uh -huh. but it is the vulgar way of saying your pussy in Taiwanese. <laughs> In, in like a in like a proposition type, and so I'm like, I have seven hundred. I'm like, gee, bye. Oh and I just like a like an idiot. I right. just keep repeating myself because like, have you ever <laughs> like said something to somebody oh, where immediately you can tell like, they're like, you've said something wrong, wrong, and like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, steer somewhere different. I just kept waving money, gee, bye, gee, bye, oh, and God. so like, I pulled out my phone and I typed seven hundred, and she's like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, so we, wow. I go back upstairs. I've got everything. Oh and I'm like, Shifong, what's Jibai? And he's like, where did you hear this word? <laughs> I'm like, I just, I you know, I was trying to say 700. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. He's like, I never saw that poor woman again at the market. I'm sure she probably was just She's mortified. She's like, I'm done. This is it. Last straw. I'm out of here. Peace. You know, yep. so, you know, language is crazy. Languages. That was, it was wrestling with that was, yeah. was a great experience and very humbling. Yeah. I think if you put yourself out there like that and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and, you know, be embarrassed and yeah. just work through it, you learn a lot about yourself. For sure. I yeah. think that's really the key of life is allowing yourself to be vulnerable, be embarrassed. It's fun. It's a part of life. Yeah. It's a part of learning. I'm horrible with language, so I can only imagine 
Asian. Like I took Me six too. years of Spanish yeah. and I can say hola and you know, I can talk about the library being blue, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, also, I've also always challenged with languages and you I know, think Chinese is just ridiculously yeah. hard. It is so freaking hard. I'm sure being immersed in it is probably the most helpful. You know, I look at my partner, Gabriel, he has grown up in Brazil and American culture is very important there. It's kind of everywhere. And so he, you know, I think at age two was watching, you know, Snow White and like things that were very helpful for him to learn English. But beyond that, you know, he was able to to move here and really assimilate super quickly. His, his language skills continue to evolve past mine. You know, I feel like I'm still learning mm-hmm. English. I say to myself, some people get it naturally, right? It, it, it works better for them, but because I'm so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I cannot learn a language. My buddy's kid, he's like, <laughs> I think he's like eight now. He speaks three languages, like Japanese, Chinese, English, you know, and so it's like, jealous. Oh shit. I know. <laughs> for sure. But you know, it, it does challenge me. Gabriel's always like, you can do anything. Yeah. That's what I tell it's him. It's true though. <laughs> it's, it is true. Like it, it is all about the application, the discipline, the work, you know, you got to put in the work. There's two places I would love to go and that's the Philippines and Thailand. So have you been to those places? Before? I was just in Thailand. Wow. Philippines is one of my favorite places I've ever been. Oh and God. it's just, the people are so extremely friendly. The culture is so open. Yep. The countries are beautiful. They're beautiful. For a lot of Asian countries, there's a true sense of community within the country. Yeah. I do believe that that is one of the things we miss the most. I lived in Taipei, right? And Taipei is 6 million people. And if you are a single female in your 20s and you are blitzed drunk at 3 a.m., you could literally be walking in any part of the city and no one's going to mess with you. In fact, people might come up to you and be like, hey, can I help you? Where are you trying to go? Wow. Fascinating, Fascinating. right? I mean, just, you know, it is the safest place I've ever lived in my life. I feel like fear is really, really a main theme living in the United States. I mean, I think it really hit its tipping point during COVID. I never had had the news on 24 hours a day Mm -hmm. on a TV. And then when COVID hit, that's what I was doing. And I've really had a lot of difficulty pushing that out. I still check CNN, MSNBC on my phone. Like, it's almost like Instagram. You just automatically do it. And like, I'm constantly feeding myself with negative. Negativity, and it's always been there. You know, there's been negative news since the dawn of time. Right. I'm just putting too much of it in my brain, and so I'm consciously trying to push it away because I don't want to be scared every day. Yeah. I think what I, I often hear, what leads me to even feel that way myself, is a lot of times when I'm on watching a political ad or when they're talking about politics, it's like this person wants to take your freedom away, yeah. not our freedoms away. Like it's always phrased directly to you, you as if. You know, they're speaking directly to you. They are coming for you, not us, because us is a big group, right? right. They can't really take on us. But they can get but they you. can get you. And, you know, your neighbors might be with them. So be mm-hmm. careful about your neighbors and be careful about the people in your community because you can't trust anyone. Yep. And um, I am big. I've, I've soaked a lot of that up growing up. I feel a lot of that, especially I think to just being on the queer side of things. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit like, oh, is everyone going to shoot me? You know, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. it's just life. You it's, know? it's good practice. Obviously, I think everyone out there loves to travel, whether we can or can't based on whatever reasons. So where are some of your favorite places to go? I just have to know Oof, because you seem um, like a very well-traveled individual. Probably one of the most memorable vacations I traveling experiences I ever had was South Africa. Wow. I went there because I wanted to get in a cage and dive with great white sharks. 
Wow. Yes. Whatever gets you there. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but I'm kind of an extreme sports person. I yeah. love adrenaline. Our time being healthy, physically fit, it's limited, Very. you know, so it can be gone in a blink of an eye. So while I'm young, I want to be able to do these things. I want right. these experiences. And to me, adrenaline is like this rush of life. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh. So sure. South Africa, I got to dive with great white sharks. I love nature. I love animals. So it's like, they've got penguins there. Crazy. They've got lions and rhinoceros yeah. and Cape Town is probably aesthetically the most spectacular city in the world that I've wow. ever been to. It is just jaw dropping the surrounding areas. It's so beautiful. Um, Japan is probably my favorite That's country. Go. So badly. Like top to bottom, it's my favorite. I just had my birthday. I'm in February. And so wanted to go snowboarding in Japan and Japan has been closed for the last three yeah. years. I was like, all right, I've got some snowboarding buddies. Cause when I was in Taiwan, I surfed all the time there. You can hike there's what? great hiking like amazing stuff right but yeah. you there's no place to snowboard gotcha. well japan's only a three-hour flight and they have world-class snowboarding and so we used to go there all the time at least once a winter and so this was the first time that you know it was like all right they're open i know i live in the u.s but i'm going over there so i packed up my snowboard planned it with my friends we had like eight people that we just snowboarded for like four days in japan tokyo is just the most incredible city it's massive multicultural and anything that you could possibly want to see is there. It is so clean, well organized. <laughs> I have some OCD tendencies. Same. And I and, and so you would absolutely love Japan sure because you get there and you're like, whoa, not only is there a system, but I can see it. And it works. And everything's <laughs> yeah. clean and everybody's well mannered. It's safe. It is so I love it. It appeals to my OCD. Wow. I loved India because it was the exact opposite of that. Yeah. You know, so that's cool too. Um you see Japan, which is a very affluent country. For sure go see India. I have never seen squalor mm -hmm. like that before in, sure. in my life. That's the experience that you need. That's the perspective That's that a lot of people need, right? right? That's life. To me, I think travel is the secret to life. Mm -hmm. It is exposure. It is a perspective. That's how you get the sense of community. When you see other countries around the world, the way they mm -hmm. do things, and you see the have-nots in other countries, it is not like here. No. Hey folks, my podcast Primary Care is sponsored by Rougiette Ready, the latest pharmaceutical advancement in erectile dysfunction. This is a sublingual compounded treatment using three ingredients, sildenafil, tadalafil, and apomorphine, and it works up to five times faster than pills and chewables. We give you a promo code, Primary Care, for 20% off your first order and free shipping. Now, let's get back to uh, the content. And it's interesting too, we love to complain about homeless people and and you know the squalor that we see on the streets you know, in every major city in the United it's States nothing. at this point, but it's exactly. And if if we took some education from other countries out there that do it well, mm -hmm. like Japan, again, it's about community. These are our brothers and sisters that are sleeping on the streets. These are people who maybe have mental health crisis or problems going on. These are people with addiction problems. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, we can't get to that level until everyone understands that we are a unit. We're yeah. Not a, a, an individualist society. Completely agree. You know? And, you know, part of that has to normalize and understand and support mental health. Yes. That is so so critical. I mean, even in our own personal development, our own path that we walk, right? I didn't really start walking my mental development path and, and really investing into my mental health, I think probably until I was 40. I've always been very physically 
big on physical fitness. Sure. I've always been doing athletics. I've always been competing. I've always been doing sports. I learned how to meditate and do sports. You know, my meditation was for sports and it was so effective. And, you know, classic me, you know, who doesn't connect dots, you know, <laughs> as quickly as others might, you know, I'm like 40 and I'm like, oh, I could apply meditation to my life. And yeah. I'm talking to my buddy about this. He's like, yeah, dude. He's <laughs> like, no Welcome. shit. That's what it's for. Dude. Right, right, right. So I started doing the meditation. I started doing a lot of journaling, mm-hmm. you know, started going to therapy. So it's like now I feel like I'm coming into my own. Not only am I keeping my physical fitness, but I, I'm, I'm now I've got my mental part. And, you know, with anything that we do, it is 75% mental and it is 25% physical. Yeah, so I, I talked to this about with patients a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing for your mental fitness? And no one really knows how to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like even me, you think, too, I think, you know, the, a prime and great place to learn these skills would be like elementary school, middle school, high school. It's like, got to start young. Like, That's really you know, where it should. Yeah, yeah. Going to a private Christian school, we had Bible class for 50 minutes every day. Imagine if that 50 minutes was like learning how to take care of your mental health yeah. <laughs> for it, just one, one hour a day, you know, yeah. learning different techniques and skills. It's got to start young. That's yes. where change happens, right? right? Because, you know, kids are sponges and that's when they're impressionable. Yeah. And that's when, you know, things can happen generationally, right? I actually was taught in Christian school that meditation was not good and was of the devil because it was taking your mind away from God. And so you should never have a clear mind. You should, <laughs> which is ironic because so that's ironic. really what praying is in a way, right? right? I mean, like For it sure. is, you're taking yourself you know, into a a place where you are, a lot of times people are visualizing them speaking to however they see God. You're actually prayer in a, in a lot of ways is meditation. Absolutely. And you know, I still kind of struggle with getting into the zone. I think that's my, my biggest hurdle with meditation. Once I'm like there, which takes a minute, I'm good. And I get a lot out of it, but taking the time, letting myself sit, get quiet, really focus on just silence. I usually go to the breathing because that's the easiest easiest thing for me to focus on just monitor your breathing in and out and Mm -hmm. you know try to you know exclude everything else do you have like a a shortcut or like a so so for uh for me um I do better with routines. Gotcha. My meditation is always at the end of the day because I have a hard time turning my brain off. That's a good idea. My work is very challenging. I get done with days. I'm like, my brain is soup. Sure. Like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. But it doesn't stop churning. Right. And, you know, I'm an empath. So I've got like family stuff. I've got, you know, Same. you know, the social stuff and my brain's always just grinding. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, when I'm physically tired. Now I need to cool my brain down. Mm -hmm. And so I write in my journal. I have entries for reflection and gratitude at the end of my day. Sure. And then I focus on finding a quiet place and I just lay down and I focus on my breathing is number one. And that tends to get me down after about five minutes. If I can't get my brain to stop, I get up, go wash dishes. I go do something, you know, yeah. some, but not Smart. anything like super, like sure. mentally stimulating. And then I'll go back and I'll, I'll do it again. Really and nine idea. times out of 10, I'm able to get into that mental state for, for good, effective meditation. If I do that, you know, one of the things that you just mentioned that is usually my pitfall is that I get into that similar space. And instead of thinking of something like, let me do something physical, that sort of one note, washing the dishes, getting a task done, I pull out my phone. 
Yeah. The and phone is the... Ooh, that'll take you right out of meditation. And, and it will be the last thing you want to do when you put your phone down. Yep. No, for real, because, I mean, what, what's in your phone? All the social media stuff. I mean, I I t- you look and there's a text you're message behind. from somebody you're, and now you're... Yes, you know. your emails and then you're behind on something and you have something coming up. But ultimately, I think the most important thing that I'm, I'm walking away with, with meeting you is that I have got to start traveling more. And I travel a lot, but you are super inspiring. And it is as simple as just making a plan and seeing what you're able to do you don't have to go to japan you can go to two towns over and get something out of visiting you know and just yes. your perspective yeah absolutely i definitely need to increase my meditation i i need to take these skills that you've kind of harnessed and use them in my own life i think meditating at the end of the day would be really successful for me and trying to focus on when my brain is not quite ready just entertain it with something sort of one note like you mentioned if, i think it'd be if really you're helpful. having trouble getting your brain in the right frame of mind something was impactful during the day that was negative or whatever that's just got you busy right when i started putting my gratitude entries at the end of my day yeah it changed a lot that's because a now idea. i'm going into meditation with a completely different frame of mind i'm not focused on anything that's negative now i'm thinking about well that was pretty awesome like i'm really grateful for you yeah. know these people and these experiences you know the things that are afforded to me it helped me a lot so you for can sure. try that too if you want yeah and i think we have so much in common i know that yeah. we have a limited time <laughs> today but i would mm-hmm. love to have you back i want to get further into your empath type uh, traits because i am a huge empath it kind of pushes me over the edge sometimes mm-hmm. but also how you live your life is very similar to me i think also i want to get more into your cancer research yeah there's so much to offer that you have to give so i, I, hope I would be come back. i would be happy to i mean that's a completely different yeah. nerdy side of me I like it. i literally have the <laughs> process of dna translation tattooed across my back like that's how nerdy i am okay so see any time yeah I would, i'd be happy to come I, back we too. may have to go through that process and trans- <laughs> I'm, i need to recap my genetics classes and yeah. so where can people find you though if they just want to kind of reach out and say hello uh instagram is i yolo twice cool so it's i y o l o t w y s c e gotcha so so you do live only once twice yes i don't so <laughs> I love it you remember yellow like yeah. that was a big oh thing God. and it, it was... used to just drive me nuts <laughs> so i was like i yolo twice Perfect. i you only live once twice like there you go only a few people are like that's but ridiculous you truly live that though i mean you, yeah. you really do uh, my mantra. explore all that life has to offer so again i think next time you come back you'll have even more stories for us yes <laughs> cheers thank, thank you, you so thank you yes. add us on instagram at primary care pod catch up on past episodes and don't miss out on new ones subscribe to the podcast on youtube itunes and spotify at primary care pod